everybody welcome to new brand new episode of the wrestling takeover i'm your host jordan turner today on the podcast you guys will be hearing me talk about all of the latest news and rumors in the world of professional wrestling make you guys enjoy the show also be sure to remember to subscribe and follow to the wrestling takeover on all available podcast streaming platforms and follow me on twitter at jt takeover and follow me on instagram at the wrestling takeover you guys Enjoy the episode. Welcome to... You're listening to The Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. I mean, we taking over every time. Y'all know that. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover for today's brand new episode, episode 260. We have all of the latest news and rumors in professional wrestling. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Sasha Banks. We're going to be talking about Tony Khan. Also, Cody Rhodes, a report regarding LA Knight and a report from FIFO regarding Logan Paul. And his interaction with Vince McMahon. All that right here on the podcast, The Wrestling Takeover. Again, thank you everybody for joining me. If you're brand new to the podcast and you're new to what I do, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcast. Give me a comment. Let me know what you guys think about the podcast. Also, give me a follow on Spotify as well. Uh, rate the podcast five stars. On those two platforms, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Like I said earlier in my intro, follow me on social media on Twitter at JT Takeover and on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the support, man. You guys don't know how much it means to me that there are people out there that do go out of the way and listen to my show. I know this is a fact because I see the stats and I kind of want to get this out of the way. And be honest with you guys, because that's what I'm about. The podcast isn't growing as well as I thought it would, you know, but I do appreciate those people out there that do give me a listen and subscribe to what I do and follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. So if you're one of those people that have joined the family, thank you. If you haven't joined the family, man, I'm just a wrestling fan that talks, you know, obviously professional wrestling, honest with every single one of my opinions. I'm very creative. I'm a very creative mind, and I'm just not afraid to speak the truth and speak my mind, no matter what the consequences are. But if you guys like that, uh, again, I do wrestling reviews, I do fantasy bookings, and I cover the news and rumors. So if you guys like that, join the family, press the subscribe button on all podcast platforms. Let's get right into the news and rumors. So we got a couple news and rumors today we're going to kick it off with sasha banks one of my favorite superstars to watch in all of pro wrestling i consider sasha banks the second in terms of the goat conversation trish stratus to me is still number one i think sasha banks got a little bit ways to go to get to number one but she in my opinion is number two y'all know that so this report comes from fightful uh Go fight out uh, Fightful, man. Go show them and Sean Ross App some support. 
So the title reads, Sasha Banks says, I'm already a Hall of Famer. I've done it all. I'm searching for the last legacy piece. This is the article coming from Jeremy Lambert. Go out and support Jeremy Lambert as well. The report says Sasha Banks picked up her first victory in her WrestleMania career on Sunday as she won the WWE Women's Tag Team titles along with Naomi. Banks already won the Raw Women's and uh, SmackDown Women's Championships. She headlined WrestleMania and she received among her peers. She also crossed over to Hollywood, landing her starting role in The Mandalorian. I actually seen a couple clips uh, regarding Sasha Banks as she was being interviewed by Logan Paul and his people. There's news on Logan Paul. I will get to later on in the show. But she was mentioning that, you know, she might not have much time left and she might be in a resident going to Hollywood, so on and so forth. And this is what the report is talking about. So speaking of Logan Paul, uh, she spoke to Logan Paul on Impulsive. Uh, Sasha Banks discussed what's next for her. She said, quote, it's a spirit you have. John Cena, the rock, where is a woman? Can a woman be next up? Uh, she asked if she is going to be a breakout and be a superstar of the world. Banks replied, quote, yes, I am. It's kind of really hard to do with the WWE schedule. When I shot The Mandalorian last year, I went from doing TV to doing live events, getting on a plane, going to L.A., shooting all weekly uh, TV, getting on a red eye, getting back to TV, putting my hair in, taking my hair out for three months. If I'm going to take over the world, I have to choose one or the other. And that's the hard part to think because the wrestling has been my whole life. When the time comes, opportunity comes arising. I really have to sit back and think, what's next? Is it full-time Hollywood? Is it full-time doing something else that I have a passion about? Or is it still being in WWE and making more history and, cha and changing the game and leaving a lasting legacy that is forever cemented? But I think I've done already a lot that I can do in WWE. I feel like I'm already a Hall of Famer and I feel like I've done it all. So what is the last legacy piece that I can leave? I'm still searching. Close quote. Banks opened up the athletic about her goals and wanting women's wrestling to be looked at as, quote, the greatest thing ever. You can find her full comments by clicking the link. Like I said, go check out Fightful. And check them out, man. Support them. Listen, I feel like Sasha Banks, she's done everything, right? And, you know, people really like, it's not even like in terms of, oh, you're a fanboy, this and that. I'm just a fan of her work. I love Sasha Banks. I love what she brings to the table. I feel like she's a megastar in WWE. They don't have a lot of megastars in WWE. And I consider Sasha Banks as one of those elite superstars, megastars. I love her in-ring ability. I love her promos. She carries herself like a superstar. She wrestles like a superstar. I'm just a fan of Sasha Banks. I've been a fan of her ever since her days in NXT when I started to discover the boss character. Um, I'm just a big fan. I love that she's going out, going to, you know, Hollywood with the Mandalorian. Hopefully she's in the new season and she's going to continue to break barriers in Hollywood and obviously in WWE. Um, she still has ways to go in WWE. I think she still has a lot of things that she needs to accomplish. 
I'll probably list some of it right now. You know, she needs to hold the women's championship for a very long time. Um, I believe she is a four-time women's champion, but let's be real. All four of those reigns or whatever, how many reigns that she has right now under her belt, those reigns have been garbage. She has not held any women's championship for a very long amount of time. Is it due to injuries? Yes. Is it due to Vince McMahon not maybe thinking that Sasha Banks can carry the ball? Possibly. That's just a fan theory of mine and other people. Also, she was 0-6 at WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. That's not a superstar. A superstar, a megastar, is supposed to get wins at WrestleMania. Not beat 0-6. Now she's 1-6, and that still bothers me. That still bothers me. What if she did face Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? That was supposed to be the thing. Ronda Rousey came in and threw Sasha Banks out the window. Go Sasha Banks. Right? That bothered me. But what if it was Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks? Would Sasha Banks would have won the match? Would she have won that match? I don't know. I don't know. Because Charlotte Flair did ultimately defeat Ronda Rousey. That match was terrible, in my humble opinion. Okay? But Sasha Banks, to me, I feel if she did face Charlotte Flair, she should have beaten Charlotte Flair. Doesn't matter. I feel like the 1-6 in six at WrestleMania... She should have easily won at 32. I will always have a gripe with that. She should have won that women's championship. They gave it to Charlotte. I know why, but that bothered me and a lot of people. Okay? So, she should have won that match. She won this tag team match, but she was with the tag team partner. This wasn't one-on-one, right? The other WrestleManias, she was just in multi-women's matches. That's it. And so... That's her WrestleMania run right now. Tag teams, fatal four ways, triple threats. And that's pretty much it. And so that sucks. But that's a vast majority of the women's division. And so that's why I always have a problem with the women's division and how it's booked by management. It's not booked in their favor. You know what I mean? So I feel like Sasha Banks, like I said, still has ways to go. She needs to win the money in the bank. She needs to win the Royal Rumble. Remember when... Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble. It was supposed to be, well, from the fans' perspective, it was supposed to be Sasha Banks winning the Royal Rumble. But news came out that Sasha Banks, I believe, had a birthday or she had something going on that she wasn't able to even be at the Royal Rumble. She wasn't even there. And that was the year that Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble. Undeservedly so, in my opinion, but it happened. So it is what it is. You know, Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble. I don't really know what else she she can accomplish outside of those two things. Um, You know, she's already been in the main event at WrestleMania. Um, She's been multi-women's champion, but one of the things I will say, uh, she needs to hold the title for a very long time. She needs to win the Money in the Bank, and she needs to win the Royal Rumble. You do all three of that, you're good in my book. But I do think Sasha Banks is going to leave. Okay? I'm just fan theory of mine. Sasha Banks is one of those people. 
that you've done everything that you could in this one place. Why not challenge yourself and go somewhere else and do more challenges? I do see Sasha Banks eventually leaving the WWE and going to Hollywood full time. Or she can go somewhat full time Hollywood part time WWE. A prediction I'm thinking that Sasha Banks is going to be a full time WWE superstar for the next, I say, two years. Then after that, she's gone. She's going to be a part timer after those two years, and she's going to be kind of full time in Hollywood, similar to what John Cena is currently doing. So let me know what you guys think about the report from Fightful. Sasha Banks, again, she's one of the best, man, all time. Please give her her flowers. Stop being a hater. And people tell me that I'm a hater of Charlotte Flair. I'm not a hater of Charlotte Flair. I like Charlotte Flair. I don't think Charlotte Flair is the greatest thing since sliced bread that everybody else is fucking saying right now. There's a lot of Hall of Famers saying it. A lot of wrestling fans saying it. Charlotte Flair is great. She's not number one in my book. Again, if I think Sasha Banks is better than Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair is not the best. She's not number one. But that is just something that we can all go back and forth on. It could just be a continued discussion, you know, for years to come. But I give Sasha Banks two years full time. They need her translationing into Hollywood full time or going part time pro wrestling and semi full time Hollywood. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a terrible day if Sasha Banks retires and goes full time Hollywood or the other thing, like I said goes somewhat full-time Hollywood, part-time pro wrestling because WWE needs Sasha Banks. They don't have a lot of women right now that are big-time superstars. They don't. And so they cannot afford Sasha Banks leaving and going to Hollywood. But I do see that transitioning over the pe- over the next, excuse me, uh, like three, four years. So we'll see what happens. Next up, we're going to talk about Tony Khan and his thoughts on Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, man. I think Cody Rhodes has been doing a great job, you know, in WWE. Um, I really hope that's the word that really strikes wrestling fans when it comes to WWE. I hope or I pray they do right by this man. You cannot fuck up Cody Rhodes. There's no way. There's no way you could fuck Cody Rhodes up, man. And I actually have a fantasy booking uh, little pitch idea that I've pitched on social media. But I'm going to pitch it here a little bit more in depth regarding Cody Rhodes and what direction I would eventually take involving him. So Tony Khan on Cody Rhodes' WWE return. I lost a prominent free agent, but I debuted several recently. This is from, again, Fightful. Check them out. Cody Rhodes kind of, or, or not Cody Rhodes, but Tony Khan kind of throwing shade at Cody Rhodes there just a little bit. I lost a prominent free agent, but debuted several recently. So I lost Cody Rhodes. That sucked. But guess what? I brought more free agents that are better than Cody Rhodes or people that I consider on Cody Rhodes's level. It's kind of what Tony Khan said. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but because that's something I don't like, but kind of says something like that. Let's continue on with the article. Tony Khan is forced 
and he's focused on AEW business. Cody Rose is a part of the bedrock of AEW. Cody and the other members of the elite were the first four wrestlers to sign with the promotion with Cody, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks becoming executive vice presidents. I remember Cody Rose actually saying that becoming a vice president really wasn't a good thing. I just wanted to throw that little nugget in there. And listen, Cody Rhodes, you're not going to be a vice president, brother. You're going to be a fucking professional wrestler and a damn good one in WWE. You won't have to worry about any of that. I, I, I really think WWE is not going to mess this up. I, I really believe they're not going to screw this up. They can't screw this up. Because the other thing, before I continue reading on the article here, if they don't screw this up and they actually book Cody Rhodes as important as a big deal, you can possibly have people like Jade Cargill. WWE is looking at Jade Cargill. You know, they're looking at MJF. They're looking at Ethan Page. They're looking at Wardlow. Those are names that when their contracts eventually come up, WWE can look at them and say, you know what? Look, another, you know, a VEP guy over here. He's being booked. He's a world champion. Come back. Come over here. Come to WWE. Leave AEW. This can be a trickle effect of Cody Rhodes' book in a prominent role. And if he's not booked in a prominent role, nobody's going to want to go from AEW to WWE. So this right here with Cody Rhodes, it's a test for WWE. How will they book him? If they book him well, they might get other free agents from AEW when their contract expires and they might want to come in to the WWE. I feel like this is a make or break for WWE. And this can be a tiding of the turn for WWE in a positive way. If they book Cody Rhodes, you know, in a prominent light. Cody left the promotion on February 15th and returned to WWE at WrestleMania 38. One of the biggest returns in WWE history. He and Seth Rollins, it might not be top five greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, but this match to me is Definitely one of my personal favorite, you know, underrated, I would say, because a lot of people aren't really going to pay attention to this match. And it will definitely fall in the underrated of all time for WrestleMania. But this one was one of my favorites, man. The atmosphere was great. Seth Rollins, give him his flowers. Cody Rhodes, give him his flowers. They told a great story. The emotion. And that's what you get from Cody Rhodes. That's why I consider Cody Rhodes the greatest storyteller in recent w, uh, WWE memory, because he is in the WWE, but one of the greatest storytellers in recent pro wrestling history. He just tells a great story, right? He garners your attention. Promo, in the ring, he tells a story. I'm about storytelling. The in-ring product, you know, we're going to get that. Are we going to get the storytelling, the emotion from these wrestlers? And that's what we get from Cody Rhodes. And for that, I commend him. I respect him. And, you know, I'm going to eat my words right now because for months, for years, ever since Cody Rhodes went to AEW, I had this mindset that I don't think Cody Rhodes is a big-time superstar. I didn't. Now, I might be turning my tune just a little bit because WWE can make anybody into a megastar. 
It doesn't matter. But when he went to AEW, I didn't really see it. You know, the orchestra entrance and all that stuff, it made it seem like he was a big superstar. To AEW fans' eyes, he was a big megastar. But to me, I think he was missing something. What was he missing? I have no idea. But at the end of the day, WWE can make this guy into a big megastar for the promotion moving forward. And I hope they consider doing that. Cody left the promotion, like I said, February 15th and returned to WWE WrestleMania 38. Now that he is firmly back in the WWE fold, Tony Khan has acknowledged. Oh, you didn't acknowledge Roman, though. So you got to acknowledge Roman Reigns. Acknowledge him. Little joke. Uh, Tony Khan has acknowledged that he's lost a permanent name in wrestling, but he is focused on the several that he has debuted in recent weeks. And the debut he will present, obviously, was Smojo. This was uh, the report came from last night. Khan said, quote, I did lose a prominent free agent, but we're debuting one tonight in Samoa Joe. In the past 30 days, we've also debuted at Tony Storm, who was incredible last week in her win against the Bunny and Jeff Hardy, one of the biggest stars in wrestling. We have a lot of excitement happening here, and that's our focus, close quote. Who else is coming to AEW? I have no idea. I really don't. I'm just here for the ride. And I just hope, you know, Tony Khan has plans for these people. It's great to, you know, have them debut. Oh, my God, Tony Storm. Oh, my God, Jeff Hardy. Oh, my God, Samoa Joe. But do you have plans for these people? That is the question. And that is something we're going to have to find out. Tony Khan promises a pay-per-view quality event on tonight's AEW Dynamite again this was report came out last night yesterday and so he was hyping the event Khan said quote my goal is to make last night like a pay-per-view Khan said it's a bigger box office than the card we just had on Ring of Honor Supercard pay-per-view it's just the Young Bucks FTR Adam Cole against Christian and the Hardy Boys in a tables match we're going to deliver big matches it's a commit to professional wrestling you won't see anywhere else but AEW. He's not wrong there. Um, in the past, Tony Khan explained that he wanted to keep Rose on for more years than Cody Rhodes' contract rollover allowed. There you go. There is the report from Vifle. Listen, Cody Rhodes. There's another report on Cody Rhodes. I'm going to talk about it. You know, I think Cody Rhodes can be a big deal in WWE. He needs to be a big deal. They need to find that another big-time star. Other than Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, right? Those are the two biggest stars. Brock Lesnar, another, you know, big superstar. Um, I'm just speaking in terms of what WWE thinks. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, and Roman Reigns right now. Um, Brock Lesnar is a part-timer. Roman Reigns is a full-time. He can't be the only full-time wrestler that feels like a megastar. WWE has a big potential here for Cody Rhodes and make him into, you know, another big megastar for a full-time star in WWE. Let's get to the report from Ringside News. Cody Rhodes is looking forward to feuding with Roman Reigns. Here's when I get my fantasy booking underway. This is when I bring out my creativity. I do it better than anybody else. That is a fact. Ringside News 
They say Roman Reigns has been on a completely different level following his return in 2020. He became the tribal chief and ruled over Friday Night SmackDown since then. Cody Rhodes also looks forward to feuding with Roman Reigns in the future. If done correctly, this can be one of the best storylines in recent WWE memory. Again, when I read this article, when I finish up here, I will explain. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar squared off against each other in the other main event of WrestleMania Night 2. That match was very disappointing. Carry on, though. In the end, Roman Reigns won the match and became the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. While speaking during WWE's The Bump, Cody Rose talked about Roman Reigns' rise in WWE. Rose also made it clear that he is looking forward to feuding with Roman Reigns in the future. Cody Rose said, quote, When I left here, Roman Reigns was on top, and I think Roman Reigns was experiencing some of the negativity byproduct of being on top. Exactly. It was a byproduct by WWE. That's it. Some of the pushback that a new face, a new individual... But the thing is that makes a champion in any company is consistency. And when he says Dallas, Texas, acknowledge me and whether they support it or boot it, uh, whatever it might be, they acknowledged him. He has truly gotten over via consistency and via hard work. Exactly. What he is going now with Paul Heyman and the Usos, Reigns truly has imitated uh, persistence. Um, I just look forward to obviously again it exists there is definitely a match out there that is likely the match that exists out there but before the matches you've got to cross paths in some capacity and we have yet to have it and I look forward to doing so close quote hey listen Cody I have a great idea for you man I have a great idea for you I have a great way for you in Roman Reigns. So feud. I think this idea is spectacular. I think the stuff that I'm about to say is uh, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. And let me know what you guys think about it. Let me know what you guys think, man. Is it possible? Will this storyline that I am about to pitch happen? I don't know. I really don't know. But I love doing it. And let's get right into it. So. The question that everybody wants to know. When is Roman Reigns going to finally lose and who will he lose to? This has been a topic of discussion for many months now, especially when he recently defeated Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38. I believe he should drop the Universal Championship until WrestleMania 38. FYI, I am reading this in my notes because I did write all this stuff down uh, prepared and for what I'm talking about. So I am reading it directly from my notes. Um, but I need to be realistic. Many more people want him to lose the championship because some are absolutely bored of him and bored of his character. And that's understandable. And they are tired of him holding the championship. If Roman Reigns finally loses, it comes this year. The person who should lose or he should lose to is Cody Rhodes, though. I wouldn't have him win it just yet. Let me explain. Cody Rhodes recently stated that he wants to do something his father couldn't, which has become world champion. And recently, yesterday, um, as I wrote this, uh, we saw him appear on the bump, like I said, and tease the feud with Roman Reigns. The story is perfect for Cody Rhodes to attempt to conquer 
and finally win the world championship during this run in WWE. I would have Cody Rhodes get an opportunity to advance to Money in the Bank. He qualifies and triumphs. And by that, he can be a part of the Money in the Bank ladder match. He wins Money in the Bank and pulls a Rob Van Dam and challenges Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Also, I would have Cody Rhodes let Roman Reigns know ahead of time, similar to Rob Van Dam and Rob Van Dam let John Cena know ahead of time that he was coming after the WWE Championship. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns face off at SummerSlam. When we get to SummerSlam, I would book Roman Reigns to retain the title. Now, I know people are thinking, what? What are you talking about? That would have been a perfect spot for Cody Rhodes to win the title. And I do agree with you, but I have a better idea. As I would kill his character, or excuse me, as that would kill his character if, you know, obviously he lost, but I have a greater story here. He moves on and does uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns moves on and does whatever he has to do. Um, you know, during that run, Cody Rhodes maybe focuses on the Intercontinental title. Maybe he focuses on the United States title. Maybe he focuses on something else other than Roman Reigns. But in the back of his mind, he is thinking of Roman Reigns and thinking of finally conquering Roman Reigns and becoming the new Universal Champion. We then get to the Royal Rumble, and I would have Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes says that his story of chasing Roman Reigns and finally conquering something that his father couldn't, which is winning the World Championship. And that is the premise. That is the blueprint of this entire Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns story. Cody Rhodes wants to win the world title that his father couldn't. It's very simple. We get Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship or the WWE Championship, whatever Roman Reigns, whatever title Roman Reigns has, both or one of them. With, with uh, Cody Rhodes fulfilling his prophecy and mission statement by winning the Universal Championship and finally conquering Roman Reigns and being the guy in WWE. And after that, Roman Reigns can kind of take a break, go away for a bit, and uh, kind of recharge. You feel me? So that is the creative idea that I came up with for Cody Rhodes. I'm going to continue to read the article, but let me let me know what you guys think about that idea. Cody Rhodes being the one to conquer Roman Reigns. He fails in the beginning, and then he gets another opportunity by advancing in the Money in the Bank ladder match. He wins uh, the Money in the Bank, and he challenges Roman Reigns for the title, right? That's the first step, but then he loses the title. The second step is he moves on, but he doesn't forget Roman Reigns, and then he gets to the Royal Rumble. He finally conquers and wins the Royal Rumble for the first time in his entire wrestling career, and he wants that fucking title. He wants the universal title or whatever title Roman Reigns has in his possession. He wants to do something that his father couldn't, which is win the world title. Now, is this very similar to Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan? Yes, it is. But the premise of it is completely different. You see, Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan got screwed over by management. Cody Rhodes isn't going to screw over by management. He wants to do something that his father couldn't, which is win the world title. It's very simple. Very poetic and very, like I said, simple to comprehend. I really hope WWE does it or something similar to this. This can be one of the best storylines WWE has done since Brian Danielson. 
Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, you know, they battled. While speaking on the bump, Cody Rhodes talked about Roman Reigns and his rise to WWE. I went over that. I went over what he was talking about. Um, and again, let me know what you guys think. It's just something that I think should definitely happen. I think this would be a great thing to see. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I'm afraid I got some bad news. This report from Cultaholic. I read it. I shook my head. Typical WWE. Do you guys remember when WWE management wanted Adam Cole on the main roster? Check. But then everything went downhill when WWE reportedly, and this was a fact, actually. This wasn't just a, a rumor. No, 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 no. WWE wanted to do this. They wanted to shave Adam Cole's head. <laughs> Fucking dumbasses. That's that's a, a negative right there. Another negative. They wanted to put Keith Lee and be his mouthpiece, his manager, because he WWE feels he's more equipped to be more of a manager than a pro wrestler. He's better on the microphone than in the ring. That's the perception that WWE gave to Keith Lee. Listen, bitch. Keith Lee's great in the ring, and he's great on the microphone. He talks eloquently. He talks slow. He wants you to understand everything that he is saying. Can you imagine if Adam Cole was a manager for Keith Lee? Oh, my God. Listen, man. Thank God that didn't happen. I'm afraid... If main roster management get their way with this, looks like that Adam Cole storyline is going right to LA Knight. Report. Main roster material role pitched. Pitched. Okay. Key word there. Pitched. I don't think it's official. It was just an idea that they brought to the table. Whoever brought that idea to the table, please, you need to be fired. Okay. I'm sitting over here. Trying to struggle to great to gain connections. I'm trying to be a creative writer. I would never pitch an idea like that. Never. And if I was in the boardroom and I heard the person that was pitching this idea, I would call them an idiot. This is a stupid idea. Now, Vince McMahon, if, if Vince McMahon was the one that set this or Bruce Pritchard set this, I wouldn't call him an idiot because I'm not trying to get fired. But I will continue to be upfront and blunt and honest. I would just tell him that idea sucks in the most respectful way possible. This idea is awful. This idea will end LA Knight's career. I'm telling you right now, this is not a good idea. The guy can wrestle. Yes. Does he have a personality? Yes. Is he great on the microphone? Yes. But you don't need to kill the guy's fucking career. LA Knight can be on his way to the main roster. Fightful Select have reported that the 39-year-old has been pitched for a main roster call-up, but him moving up to neither uh, to either Raw or SmackDown is not certain. One of the pitches for Knight, though, would see him be unlicensed as a manager because of his talent on the microphone, like I said. LA Knight did not work a SmackDown dark match back in January against Roderick Strong and the former Million Dollar Champion defeated Cedric Alexander on the January 27th edition of main event this isn't the first time wwe have pitched to use a talent as a manager 
Like I said, prior to his WWE exit, Bruce Pritchard pitched for Adam Cole to cut his normally long hair and serve as a manager for Keith Lee. I can't believe those words actually came out of Bruce Pritchard's mouth. Bruce Pritchard really is showing that he just has no creativity. That's just facts. That's facts. Because if you're pitching something like this, yo, you have no creativity, homie. You have no creativity. Who pitches this? Who pitches to Vince McMahon? You know what? We need to have Keith Lee, and he needs to be a manager. Are you fucking stupid? A manager? Bruh. Keith Lee knows his worth. Adam Cole knows his worth. Okay? Eli Drake, listen, man. L.A. Knight, listen, man. I consider you a big mega star for WWE. You can print money for WWE. I don't think WWE sees the same thing I'm seeing with L.A. Knight. This is un- unreal. Cole ultimately departed WWE rightfully so instead of debuting in All Elite Wrestling shortly after. Uh, Knight resi- uh, resigned with WWE in February of 2021. And he has spent his entire of his second stint in NXT first working as a heel before he turned babyface following the 2.0 revamped. And that is the report there from Cultaholic. I'm going to keep this short and sweet and then I'm going to carry on to the last news of the day. You want to ruin LA Knight's career? Huh? You want to ruin his career? Go ahead and put him as a mouthpiece. Put him as a manager. See what happens. I really am more creative than WWE. We all are more creative than WWE. I guarantee me or nobody would pitch something like that. That idea sucks. Who comes up with these ideas, man, and thinks it, it's okay to ultimately pitch the idea to Vince McMahon? crazy the last news report is talking about logan paul this is from fightful vince mcmahon told me logan paul is talking he told me after wrestlemania 38 trust me your future is here now after wrestlemania 38 logan paul i feel like had a great performance you know and i honestly believe that he had a better performance than bad bunny please don't at me that is just my humble opinion Bad Bunny did great. He did phenomenal. I just think Logan Paul was just a little bit better. But Vince McMahon was very impressed with Logan Paul at WrestleMania 38, teaming with The Miz and Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Uh, To go against Rey Mysterio and Dominic, that was one of my best favorite matches of the entire show, to be honest with you. Paul showed off his athleticism and instincts at WrestleMania 38, looking like a natural in the ring. Paul has built his popularity through YouTube videos and has become a digital media star, which led to him competing in an exhibition boxing bout against Floyd Mayweather Jr. Speaking to Ariel Hawani on the MMA Hour, I do listen to that. I love Ariel Hawani. Shout out to him. Paul reflected on his WrestleMania moment and how he's not rethinking his career path. I didn't realize how much wrestling and WrestleMania would affect my life. I love it. My whole family loves it. We all had so much fun. Now I'm sitting here pondering literally 
what to do with the course of my life. I fully have a boxing and three. I've been boxing three year plan. Now, boxing or wrestling, potentially, it's so much more fun and people seem to care. It's far less dangerous. You're not getting consistently rattled in the head. Jake is doing the mixing thing. I'm good at wrestling. I feel like it comes natural to me. Imagine if I practice properly practice. I showed the performance center and just trained, trained, and trained. I can't imagine the type of stuff I'd be able to pull off. Let me tell you something. Logan, Paul, listen to me, man. You want to get in the pro wrestling business, brother? I'm not going to get mad at you about it. You look like a natural. You have great microphone skills. You have a great personality. I think you'd fit like a glove in professional wrestling. I really do. So if Logan Paul wants to make this kind of a permanent thing or, you know, kind of get his feet wet a little bit more, see if he can uh, get better at things or um, see if he really, really likes it. You know, he can pop up here and there, do a wrestling match, go away, do a wrestling match, go away. And maybe final, come to a final conclusion to see if you really want to do this full time instead of doing in and out part time role. I think Logan Paul can really pull it off. I'm serious. And I don't hate the guy. I don't hate Logan Paul. Not a big fan of Logan Paul, but I don't hate the guy. It's like with Jake. I don't hate them. What am I going to hate them? They haven't done nothing to me. They're just very polarizing, man. You either like them or you don't like them. I like them. They're fine. Again, they didn't do nothing to me, so there's no reason for me to hate them, really. Uh, when asked if he's been offered any type of contract, no, not yet. Maybe they will. Logan, they will. Trust me. He then revealed that Vince McMahon sets him after his match. So he's revealing what Vince McMahon told him. Quote, Vince McMahon, after my match, he was stoked backstage. We shook hands. He's like, trust me, your future is here. I was like, yeah, cool, sure. It's Vince McMahon. He's a legend. Uh, him being exciting about my new guy's performance, it's so gratifying. Even just the response and feedback I got online after the match. Haters or lovers, not one negative comment. Facts. Everybody supported uh, Logan Paul, deservedly so. He put on a great performance. Continuing on, he said, I think people were surprised. Yes, we were, Logan. We were very surprised, man, uh, by my performance, and I'm so grateful they liked it. I'm happy that I made them happy and was able to entertain on the stage that is big, WrestleMania. They planted seeds for Logan Paul versus The Miz. This is a prediction. I believe that we will see Logan Paul versus The Miz at SummerSlam. That is my prediction. Let me know what you guys think. Um, again, Logan Paul, if you want to come and be a pro wrestler full-time, man, I'm not going to get mad at it. I'm really not. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for you guys today on today's podcast, Thursday, April 7th. And covering all the latest news and rumors, man. I appreciate everybody for joining me again. If you have not done so already, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Subscribe and follow to the Wrestling Takeover on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, and all over uh, podcast streaming platforms. Thank you guys for the continued love and support, man. If you're out there and you listen to the podcast, I appreciate you guys, man. Long way to go for me, man. Long way to go. But I'm going to keep trucking. I'm going to keep doing what I do best. Be passionate. Um, being honest. Being creative. And uh, keep doing this thing. No matter how long it takes. Love you guys. And I will see you guys next time right here 
on a brand new episode of The Wrestling Takeover.